0: is the atm at the minute podcast episode number 82 today is october 14th it is 8 5 p.m here in beautiful kansas city jackson how are you this week
1: i'm doing great i got my afternoon run in we're getting fit it's about 75 degrees couldn't ask for a better night
0: love it how's the tulsa weather
1: these days Uh, It's pretty cold when you wake up in the morning, about 45, and then by the middle of the day, you're sweating your butt off.
0: Awesome. Electric.
1: Yeah, it's that bring a jacket to work weather, and by the middle of the day, you're like, wow,
0: it's hot outside. Very nice. Well, we got a great show for you guys today. Let's run through the agenda real quick before we run into some news over the last week. We're going to hit Week 5 NFL Awards. We've been enjoying doing that. Uh, Touch on some of the games from last week during that segment. Then we're going to move on to bankroll builders in the second segment of the show today. We'll get into some of the action from last week, preview a little of the upcoming week. So that'll be our extended discussion on week five and six for the most part.
1: And not to mention, we're both up over $100 on the year already. Doubled our money. Plus, yes,
0: some. a huge week for me this week. We'll touch on it. Oh, yeah. Um And then we're going to end it with a little NBA offseason primer. So we're going to try to spend, I mean, I'm not going to say most of the show, but at least 30 minutes probably uh, touching on, you know, what to expect this offseason and talking about some of the teams that are going to pop out of the woodworks for next year and have a shot of contending. Take a look at some way too early odds, the free agent class, etc. You know, the rumor mill with the NBA is really what gets our our juice going in the offseason. So we're going to start that now.
1: I honestly enjoy the off-season just as much as I enjoy the actual season. It's pretty fun just to hear all of the rumors and hype around the Mavs are getting Giannis or whatever the heck it's going to be this summer. Well, it's not summer. This off-season, I guess. Right,
0: right. We're also going to talk about the Lakers to start that. Uh, So we'll we'll get that in there. But anyways, news from the last week. Let's start with Le'Veon Bell being released by the Jets. (sighs) Ah. You got a report on uh, the social media action from this.
1: Yeah, you Chiefs fans might want to be on the lookout because him and Patrick Mahomes just followed each other on Twitter a couple hours ago. So I don't want to speculate too much there, but...
0: Uh... Yeah, Um, as a Clyde Edwards-Zillaire fantasy owner, that would really suck. But we'll touch on this one a little bit later. Um, we'll go into depth a little bit later. That's what I got to sure. say. All right, we also got Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov out in Atlanta. Dan Quinn starting 0-5.
1: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all, but they clearly listened to our post-game pressers last weekend, and Anthony Lynn named Justin Herbert the starter right after we released the episode, right. and then all of a sudden Dan Quinn's fired. I mean, I think we were onto something there.
0: Yeah, we are. And the way they keep losing close games, it, they might actually make a switch this off season. I was skeptical of that, but you, Hey, you were onto something there, but, um, do you have anyone who you think would be a good fit in Atlanta? I mean, we've been hearing in to the Texans. Um, I haven't really thought of a single good name for Atlanta yet. And to be honest, I would want to blow that whole entire thing up. I don't think I think Matt Ryan's past his prime. Oh, he's, he's not, done. He's, he's not. Ryan. Yes, yes. He's he's Alex Smith um for them, you know. They need to move on, get go with the younger quarterback. And I think the longer you delay it, you're just delaying the inevitable.
1: I mean, hey, maybe that's what they're doing this season, you know, tanking for Trevor.
0: Yeah, I mean, they might be. They definitely didn't start the season with those intentions, but you know they uh, are. You know a few weeks back when I mentioned how the Patriots have like thirty million something in cap space, and you're like, what are they gonna do with that? Yeah. They're gonna yeah. trade for Julio Jones is what they should do. Start this start they this tear down for the Falcons. Go get a weapon for Cam because I think they're good enough to contend this year, you know, with what we've seen so far. We'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting. Um, If you don't have anything else on that, let's talk about Melvin Gordon. You have more details on this than I do. So you have the floor.
1: Yeah. So Melvin Gordon got in a little bit of trouble. He had a DUI where I believe he was going around 40 miles an hour over the speed limit. And the Broncos sent him home from practice today. And Vic Fangio came out and said there's a good chance he could be suspended by the team. They're open to all possibilities. And then he also said there's still a chance he could play this week. So I don't know what the heck's going to happen there. But Melvin Gordon owners be on the lookout because fantasy owners, I should say. But be on the lookout because (laughs) he might miss no time. He might miss a few weeks. I have no idea what's going to happen here.
0: Yeah, and for those of you being patient with Philip Lindsey, well, he had a bye week to get healthier, and now he should be slotting right into the starting lineup. And it sounds like Drew Locke might be back against the Patriots this weekend. so He will be back from what I've seen. There you go. And Cam, let's throw that out there.
1: Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, you have anything else here on the Broncos or Melvin Gordon? No. All right, so... Got to talk about it. <laughs> Went to the Chiefs game this last weekend, and yeah. uh, I'm afraid you might not be allowed back at Arrowhead because you might be the bad luck
0: charm there, Chief. Well, I think I've been to four games now at Arrowhead, three throughout my college career, and then this one with the uh, the 16,000 know, fans in the stadium. I don't know what you want to call that. It was a great atmosphere despite the... capacity. People got loud. I don't think. It sounded loud. Yeah, it sounded loud. We had a maniac a few rows in front of us. Social distance, of course. He got the police called on him and got taken out of the stadium nice at least you got
1: some double entertainment there
0: yes very entertaining he had kc tattooed on the back of his calves k on the left c on the right so uh, hopefully that gives you a picture of what he looked like had the wife beater on as well oh that's a real
1: fan that's a real fan
0: yeah but it was great though the raiders fans came out to show they were talking shit deservedly so (laughs) Derek Carr, man best game of his Chiefs playing career finally got a dub in Arrowhead. Um, it was ugly. It was really ugly. The first half there was fireworks. The second half the Raiders flat out dominated the game, and credit to them, they looked like the better team. Kansas City's offensive line looked terrible. Osimile went out in the first half, tore tendons in both of his knees. I think that's going to be yeah, I think that's going to be a blow for them. Cause he was already filling in for Duvernay Tardif. So we'll see. Yeah. I think they'll bounce back. You got something to add?
1: No, I was just going to say up until, I mean, even down 16, I was texting you. I was like, I think the chiefs are going to come back. Like had a the money line live right now might not be a bad move and mm. got the first one, got it to eight and then couldn't finish it off. And I was shocked. I really did think Kansas city would win that game, but I was glad I didn't lose any money on it. So,
0: well I did. So I got you covered. <laughs>
1: nice not a good thing good thing you won pretty good on bankroll builders this week
0: right i i was going to the game so i felt like i need to to. i need to sprinkle some extra on this they're gonna smack the raiders i looked up the history of the last three games and they had won like 122 to 33 or something over the last three so i was like all right minus 11 lock (laughs) so not so
1: fast
0: yeah um, and we're going to talk about the Lakers winning the title, won the 17th for the franchise, uh, 12 in L.A. Let's be clear. We're not going to give them the Minneapolis titles on this podcast. Good. Um, and then I have one nugget on the Red River rivalry before we get into the NFL awards for week five. Not right. how many quarterbacks from OU has Sam Ellinger lost to a lot. Uh, I'm gonna say four. No,
1: four. we're gonna say five. Four? Okay. You're right. Well, are you counting Rattler and uh, whatever Mordecai? the back's name? No. Mordecai. No, no? okay. I'm not. Well, technically five, I guess.
0: So yes, Sam Ellinger has lost to four OU quarterbacks. He could come back next season to make that five. That has to be a Texas record if he were to do so.
1: Uh, I would think. And I also saw this right before we started recording. If Texas would have kept Mac Brown, or excuse me, let me reword that. If Texas would have had their worst four seasons that they ever had with Mac Brown over the last four years, they would have seven more wins than they do right now. They would be winning. Over the last four. Yeah, over the last four years. So that that's like if you just took Mac Brown's worst years ever, strung them all together over the last four, they would still have seven more wins than they did in the last four years. That's crazy.
0: That is crazy. Be careful what you wish for for real gun. for real
1: <laughs> uh, get him out of town <laughs> I don't know man I don't know uh... I mean, we're going seven and five years that's yeah Texas wasn't doing that very often
0: true true um did you watch the game I was playing golf
1: yes no I watched the game and it was miserable I mean it was so bad that it got good You know, one of those games where it's so sloppy and ugly, it just turns into what the hell is going to happen next, and you're just on the edge of your seat because literally anything could happen. I mean, there could be a pick six or a fumble out of nowhere when you think the game's over. And I mean, if I'm being honest, once Texas started that comeback and they got it within one possession, I was thinking it's a wrap. Texas is going to get it done. If it goes to overtime, they're going to finish off, but they didn't. Props to OU, props to Rattler. He got benched mid-game, came back, finished the job. So good for them. They needed it. Uh, I don't want to listen to the OU fans cry all year about how this season doesn't count if they started 1-3. and So let's let them be in contention just for OSU to crush their hopes and dreams late in the year.
0: Hey, there you have it. All right, Week 5 NFL Awards, another action-packed week. Jackson, take it away with your fantasy MVP.
1: Fantasy MVP, where else do you go besides Chase Claypool? I mean, four (laughs) TDs, 43 total points, three of them through the air, one of them rushing. I know Deontay Johnson went out early, but holy cow, Claypool looks good. We've talked about him a couple times on the podcast saying he Hmm. might be a waiver wire guy at some point this year. And it's looking like it's that time. Yeah, he... I mean, he's going to be gone probably with the first waiver pick in every league if the teams are active, but go ahead and make that move. Have it pending. You never know. You might get lucky and end up with him. But this guy is worth rostering the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. I've been I've been talking about him as a sleeper. Clearly, you'd have to wait, you know, five weeks to consider even playing him this would be the week to possibly do so, especially if Deontay Johnson is unable to play, which I think he is on track to play. So I just want to ask you, coming off that monster performance, how much confidence do you have, scale of 1 to 10, to play him this week?
1: Uh, I would say a 5. I think it kind of depends on what your team looks like, how many guys you've got on by. Is Deontay Johnson going to play? I probably wouldn't want to start him, but maybe play him in the flex if you got a lot of guys on by or something.
0: Yeah. um, I I definitely think he's worth adding, even if you aren't going to start him. I mean, the best defense is offense, right? Is that what they say?
1: That's why I'll take six or seven running backs in a lot of my leagues, just so nobody else can have them.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, Definitely worth an add. Whenever you do run into a tough bye week with your stars, he might be worth playing. Um, Another guy I wanted to ask you about, though, Travis Fulgham, 10 for 152 in the same game. How many touchdowns did he have? Just one? Just one. Okay. What about him? Worth the waiver claim? Because I personally wouldn't start him going up against Baltimore. Marlon Humphrey's been dominant the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm probably not going to start him this week. But the thing there is... Philadelphia is definitely worse than Pittsburgh. They're going to be throwing their way back definitely into more games rise. than Pittsburgh is. And yeah, the other thing is, you've got Claypool there, and he's going to be competing with Juju, with James Washington. And if you also, you've also got the tight ends there in Ebron and McDonald that Big Ben is going to throw to some. And then you look at Philly, and there's not really anyone that he's got to compete with for touches outside of Ertz and Goddard, and they're both tight ends. So yeah, right Goddard's now he looks like... Yeah, he'll be back eventually, I think, or pretty quick. But regardless, he's the number one option out wide. So right now, I think Fulgham's the better option. We'll see if Philly gets healthier and they get Alshon Jeffrey and Rager back and his targets go down. But I think he has more upside for the rest of the year than Claypool.
0: Really? I was going to say, it's Claypool, without a doubt, more upside the rest of the season? Just because Rager, Alshon, Deshaun Jackson... I'm expecting them to be back at some point.
1: I am too, but they'll probably just get hurt again if we (laughs) go off
0: what it looks like in Philly. So
1: it's way more of a risky play if you want to try and prioritize going after Fulgham over Claypool. But I think there's more upside there potentially.
0: Okay, well, there we have it. I'll go into my fantasy MVP. You might not expect this one. Mike Davis of Uh, the Carolina Panthers. Let's talk about him, man. I love this team. I love the Carolina Panthers, and that's not because they helped me win money this last week. It's Matt Rule and Joe Brady. I wish Dallas would have hired those two. (laughs) Matt Matt Rule, a quick drive from Waco up to Arlington. It wouldn't matter.
1: Jerry wouldn't let him do his job anyway.
0: I mean, I don't know, but he's clearly got those guys buying in. Teddy looks like a very good quarterback, and he's finding Mike Davis just like he's Christian McCaffrey. Davis's stat line this weekend 16 for 89 on the ground, nine receptions for 60 yards, and a score against the Falcons totaled 29.9 fantasy points. And he is the RB7 on the season and he started three out of five games that is yeah. crazy
1: i traded him for Kenyon drake this last week and oh, of course the guy that i'm playing was the one i made the trade with oh yeah. and, you can't
0: uh, ever do that
1: no it came back to haunt me i lost by four points it really hurt bad but you live and learn i'm in good shape in that league anyway so whatever
0: right i I'm playing against Dalvin this week, and I've been trying to trade the guy, Alexander Madison, all season to get like someone slightly better. And now I'm going to play Madison against him. Hey, you know, you got to hold off on those kinds of trades. Yeah, Um, sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Yeah, that's all I got. Mike Davis balling, hopefully for two, one, two more weeks here before CMC gets back. But you love to see the guy have some success after the Bears inexplicably cut him
1: yeah they could definitely be using him right now
0: but could have paid him over to cohen we'll we'll leave it there
1: they could have done a lot of things different
0: but yeah anyway so on to the hold
1: my beer award and where else do you go besides derrick henry here i mean he threw josh norman down into the nether region i mean that was insane he got absolutely memed and all you can say is it's Derrick Henry. I mean, I guess we got expected at this point, but holy shit. He said, hold my beer, taste some grass, Josh Norman.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've come to learn that Derrick Henry will do that to you, and it's not even November yet, so who knows what's going to happen down the stretch of the season as defenses wear down and he gets cooking. Uh, that was impressive. My hold my beer award goes to the one and only DK Metcalf.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: I knew you were coming with Henry, so I had to get creative here. DK balled out yet again, looking like a true number 1 receiver, possibly top 5 in the league if you I was going
1: to say he's top 5 in the league at this point. I'll say it.
0: Yeah, people are saying he's the new Megatron. We will see. I mean, the potential's there, the size is there. He caught that long ball down the sideline on 4th and 10 to get To keep that Seahawks drive alive, to keep that game alive. And then, of course, lay alive. Yeah. Lays out in the end zone for the victory on fourth down to beat the Minnesota Vikings to help me with my teaser. Shout out to DK Metcalf, really doing some big stuff for Seattle this year.
1: Yeah, he was incredibly clutch. That's a damn good award because that man deserves every award you could give him at this point. He's absolutely balling.
0: Yeah, six for 93, two scores in this game.
1: Solid, solid. He should have gone much higher, and I imagine next year he's going to be a guy going in the first or second round. So good for you, DK. He is clearly not just an athlete.
0: No, more than an athlete. All right, what you got for me?
1: All right, so my original award here, I have got the Do You Smell That Award? And Peter, I'm asking, do you smell it? Because it stinks. And you know who it is? Oh. The New Orleans Saints. I know oh. they won, but if Money Badger doesn't give himself that nickname, they lose that game. He comes out there and he makes that kick. It doesn't go to OT. Money and Badger. The Saints look pitiful, man. I mean, even these games that are or that they're winning, I'm watching them convinced that they're no good. And I'm at the point. I said it a couple weeks ago. I think Carolina is going to finish with a better record than them. I think the Saints go 500 this year, eight and eight. That's what I'm looking wow. at right now. What are
0: they now? 3 and 2. 3 and 2.
1: I know okay. they're going to get they're going to get Mike Thomas back at some point, but I'm not even sure he wants to be back at this point.
0: Man, um well, they're pretty banged up on defense right now. I think they'll get better as the season goes on on that side even of the Even when healthy, they look, ugh, they looked rough. I mean, after they dominated the Buccaneers in week 1, we all thought, "All right, the Saints are exactly who we thought they were." I'm I'm not ready to say they suck, but there's a definitely a clear decline, and I, I think they'll be better when Thomas comes back. I mean, that's the chain mover for that offense. He makes Drew Brees look like a Pro Bowl quarterback, which he clearly doesn't look like right now, but hey. He is
1: clearly not one anymore.
0: While we're here, let's give some credit to Justin Herbert. Paul. Yeah,
1: Herbert's looked really darn good. I mean, I was thinking about taking the Chargers' money line. I was feeling so good about them glad i didn't but Mm -hmm. herbert's been really solid i mean he has made minimal mistakes he did have one really bad interception but the guy's a rookie that's gonna happen he's been great
0: yeah um i had some i had some thoughts midday on this he is exactly who i thought daniel jones was gonna be fantasy wise this season, yep. I thought Jones would take a little jump in year two. But Justin Herbert looks like you could play him every single week. And down the stretch of the season, I think it's played weeks, him this week. Yeah. Weeks eight through 16. He's going against some of the weakest past defenses in the entire NFL. I debated on picking up him or Teddy Bridgewater to play this last week. Teddy was a better pick for this week, I thought. Safer. Herbert's definitely a rest of season pickup. If you are struggling at quarterback or need someone to come in and take you over the top.
1: Yep. Both those guys are good waiver wire pickups. If they're still sitting there in your league and you need any type of quarterback helper insurance for sure. Right. All right. What is your award here?
0: Okay. Most likely to succeed after escaping from Adam Gase. Ooh. Goes to Le'Veon Bell.
1: Okay, I like that. I have him in every single fantasy league, so I would love wow. for him to succeed. Yeah, yeah. You,
0: you could use him to succeed. Yeah, I could. Yeah, we're going to add him to the list of Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker, Robbie Anderson, you name it. Guys escape the grasp of Adam Gase and the New York Jets, Jets, Jets. And then they or flourish. Dolphins. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. But they flourish, man. I don't know where he'll end up. I do think the Bears seem like the most logical fit. You know, Cohen's down for the year. Montgomery looks good on the eye at times, but the production just really doesn't show up. So I think he could give them a nice new element to their offense and give someone, I mean, give Nick Foles someone to check the ball down to, so...
1: Yeah, he could slide into that Tariq Cohen role immediately and be be a massive upgrade. I agree. Um, I also think, speaking of the Dolphins, there's a very good chance that they pick him up and they just start up the Adam Gase revenge tour. I mean, they're going to get he's going to be in the division. He's going to get to play the Jets twice a year, get his revenge on them and I think it makes sense. You know, Gaskin's been, he's been pretty good. I don't think he's the answer there. But you they, got Jordan Howard. paid Howard
0: match. and Brita this year. I don't think they would want to pay Le'Veon a, like here too. They're not going
1: to have to pay him hardly I mean, anything. league I minimum.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, it's league minimum because he's already getting so much freaking money from the Jets. Yeah. So might as well. I mean, you could kind of like the Bucks did with Leonard Fournette, give him a one-year deal, and if it works out, bring him back.
0: Yeah, um, the Jets are taking a fifteen million cap hit on Bell this year. They owe him four million next season. Yep. So, I mean, someone can pay him very little probably next year as well if they want to. And then I have one more thing on this. Yep. They paid him thirty four thousand eight hundred sixty nine dollars per, per rushing care. yard as per oh, rushing yard per wow. rushing okay. yard as a New York Jet. So, good business. Very good business. Great agent. Right. Oh, and and you know what's crazy? craziest about this? The GM that signed Le'Veon to the Jets got fired when Adam... Yeah, he was never Adam Gase's uh, guy. Right. Adam Gase didn't even want him. They hated each other. Ever since Gase came in,
1: they both hated
0: each other. What a joke of an
1: organization. Absolutely. What a joke of a head coach. I mean... You have Le'Veon Bell there, and you have all of this money shelled out to him, and you can't get him involved enough in your offense to refuses the point where you're just to. willing
0: to release him? So stubborn. What, what point are you trying to prove? That you can't win?
1: I can win my way.
0: Man, all right.
1: I'm done. Uh, I'm done as well. Um, should we move it along to uh, some bankroll builders here?
0: Yeah. It, it feels really weird starting this segment this early in the podcast, but we're going to do it.
1: Yes. So, little recap of last week. Kind of a disappointing week for me. I joked about maybe I'll win $15 this week after having an unimpressive $8 win the week before, and uh, I won 14 so hey, kind of sucks, let's but go. I missed one leg of my teaser. And that was it. Only thing I missed out of all of my bets. And the Bengals and Ravens killed me. I thought Joe Burrow was going to be better than that, and they'd get some points on the board. But everything else was good. I can't complain about winning. It's 14 bucks. Bankroll is up to 169 so we'll gladly take it. And we were all over the Panthers beating the Falcons. That line was just outrageous that the Falcons How were favored.
0: Yeah. If the Panthers are dogs the rest of the season, I'm going to be looking at sprinkling on them. I think they could make, they could get that seventh playoff spot.
1: I've been trying to tell you all year. I think so too.
0: We'll see if that defense comes along. They're so young. Jeremy Chin, look out for that guy. Name to watch. Okay. So on my end, I had the Colts minus two and a half over the Browns. Philip Rivers puts a clear ceiling on that team. Let's be clear. The Colts did did everything they needed to to win that game, and then Philip Rivers just flushed it down the toilet. So I missed that. And then I had the Cardinals and Seahawks teased down to one point. Cardinals took care of business against Adam Gase, and my logic was right with the Seahawks as well. That on Russell Wilson over Kirk Cousins on primetime. Russell Wilson did the job, but they went for two there at the end of the game. An extra point would have won me the teaser. Instead, I pushed. So, Hey, better than losing. Yeah, and quick gambling lesson for everybody out there. A push on a two-team teaser is a push on the whole bet. Oh, really? Yes, a push on a three or more team teaser, you lose the entire bet.
1: No shit. Right. I did not know that.
0: Right. So I was fortunate and I pushed on this. And then. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. My third pick, I had a plus eight fifty six leg money line parlay. It, it smacked, baby. slapped. Yes. So we had the Panthers money line. I told you I was coming with the Browns money line hedge against the Colts. I questioned
1: your decision making, but somehow that worked out perfectly in your favor. So props to you.
0: Right. It worked out great. And then I was in on the favorites the Rams over the football team, Texans getting their first win over the Jags for Romeo Cornell. Cardinals over the Jets and Steelers over the Eagles. So 185 on a little $10 parlay there up 65 on the week. The bankroll went from 116 to 181. I'm now up 13 units on the season.
1: Great stuff.
0: I mean, a lot of numbers at this there. point,
1: by the end of the season, we gotta be like, what up $500 at least.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll Maybe see. a thousand. We're going to have to start throwing down some more. Oh,
1: uh, Be ready because volatility uh, this week. Well, we're throwing it down. All right. Throwing it down. What's your first pick? All right. My first pick of the week is a $15 six point tease with two teams. I was going to throw like 30 on this, talk myself out of it. Got a few more bets in here. Don't want to go too crazy too early, but doubling down on the Bears game. So we've got the Bears plus seven and a half. Under 51. I know we just gave Carolina a lot of love. But here's the thing. The Bears are going to be in this game. This one's going to come down to the wire. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know who's going to come out on the winning end. It's going to come down to the wire. And Carolina, speaking of the under here, why I like it. Carolina's given up 16 points. 21 points and 16 points the last three weeks. You talked about how this team's coming around and the defense is looking better, and this defense looks like an entirely different team than the first two weeks. I mean, they've played night and day compared to the first two weeks so Mm -hmm. I'm expecting this team to keep getting better I'm expecting the secondary to make some big plays and I trust Nick Foles but I don't see him going in there and hanging up 30 points or anything like that yeah and then also the Bears have given up 23 points or more only one time this year I like Carolina's offense but I don't see this game being a shootout I
0: see this one being a similar to mm, the Bears Bucks game
1: yeah, pretty similar to A the Bears-Bucks game. <laughs> I could see like 24 to 21, something like that. Maybe, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe like 21-17 final.
0: Okay, so you're teasing the under and the Bears as yes. the dogs.
1: Yes. Two team tease and it's all the same game, keeping it pretty simple. Uh, you want me to go ahead and just run through all mine here, or you want to go back and forth giving them?
0: No, let's go back and forth. Um, All right, I what like do you got first? I like that pick a lot. Thank you. I, I don't really see... I'm struggling to see any version of it in my 1,000 simulations that <laughs> wouldn't hit. So I like that. Um, right. My first pick, I have a feeling you're going to be on this game too. I'm going with Green Bay minus two at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One and, and not on this game. Oh, okay. Well, not on the spread. All right, so this is just one and a half units on the Packers here, minus two. They're coming off the bye. Devontae Adams is going to be healthy, and I know Mike Clay is telling you that Devontae Adams gets the downgrade against Carlton Davis, the top corner for the Buccaneers. But that's just not what's going to happen here. Allen Robinson had a great game for the Bears last week. So what makes you think Devontae Adams won't as well? And this Tampa Bay team, man, they are just so undisciplined. It is going to hurt them against this Green Bay steamroller and Matt LaFleur, who has this team playing lights out. 17-3, and you guys all saw the graphic: 17-3 and as the head coach for Green Bay. I'm loving this team. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be able to hang with them offensively or slow them down. Um, Or I don't think they're going to be able to score as much. What am I even saying right now? I'm losing it.
1: (laughs) What you're saying is
0: you like the Packers. Uh, Right.
1: I, I definitely think the Packers are the better team at this point, but Tampa Bay's coming off a loss, and it's pretty darn rare you see Tom Brady lose two games in a row, and if Tampa Bay had won last week, I would be with you. As weird and backwards-ass logic as this is, I don't see Tampa Bay losing two in a row, but at the same time, I'm just staying away from this. I don't know who the heck's going to come out on top. This is one that I'm just interested to see how both teams play, how the heck it turns out. But I will say this: I think they're giving him too many points. The over/unders at fifty-four and a half. I think there is a chance that hits, and I am just going to segue this into my next bet. Wait, I got
0: I got a couple more notes on it. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Going. Let's hear it. I just got. I just wanted to say, Vitavea broke his ankle. He's a he big did. run stopper up the middle, a key to that Tampa Bay defense. Aaron Jones will keep doing his thing. You got Jair Alexander playing great ball. He'll be matched questionable. Up with Oh, He's really? questionable. Well, yeah, he
1: got banged up last week.
0: Okay. And then Zadarius Smith, five sacks. All you in. saw what the Bears D-line did to this Bucks O-line. I like that matchup a lot. So, yeah. Packers minus two. Let's go.
1: I can't hate on it. I'm staying away from that. But like I was saying, they have too many points out here on the board. 54 and a half. And next I have a four-team seven-point tease. We're putting two, two units on it. I know, I know with
0: these teases. I
1: don't like the lines very much, man. Vegas (laughs) is doing good. I got to cover myself. Uh, We're going under 61 and a half with the Bucks and Packers. I would love to see a shootout, a little Peyton Brady like game, but I don't think we're going to see over 60 points. So under 61 and a half Packers and Bucks Dolphins minus two and a half versus the Jets. The Jets suck. What else you got to say there? cardinals plus five versus dallas i think this is probably gonna be a close game i like arizona to win but i'm not gonna go too crazy on this one too too crazy and then chiefs plus three and a half versus buffalo if the chiefs lose that game they're gonna be within a field goal so that's what i've got under 61 and a half packers and bucks dolphins minus two and a half versus jets Cardinals plus five versus Dallas, and Chiefs plus three and a half versus Buffalo. And I want to talk about Dallas for a second. What do you think this line would be if Dak was playing?
0: If Dak was playing, I think it would be Dallas by a field goal. Wow. And I think that's what it was before the injury.
1: That surprises me. Okay. Because from my perspective, I think the Cowboys are almost just as good or like
0: I don't think the Cardinals well are very off. good
1: yeah I, the jury's still out on the Cardinals but the Cowboys suck I mean <laughs> the Cardinals have struggled to run the ball and I guarantee you Edmonds and Drake are going to combine for over 100 rushing yards this week
0: uh we'll see Devontae Freeman he had a decent game honestly but I, I mean I really do think this this is not just the Dallas fan in me I think most defenses are going to get better as the season goes on, and I think Dallas is one of those. I mean, Man, they, they really let the Giants can't put up get how worse. many
1: points last week.
0: That's fine, thirty-four. <laughs> That's fine. The,
1: you look at the fucking Giants' offense, and you look at the Cardinals' offense.
0: They also oh my scored. God, the
1: Cardinals might score a hundred.
0: They scored on defense too. Okay. All right. Well, that could
1: very well happen this weekend, too. I don't Taylor like the Jones numbers, out man. for the year, but long term I mean. that. Yeah, that hurts. That does hurt. But long term, or at least for the rest of the season, how many wins do you think the stack injury cost them shifting to Dalton? Complete honesty here.
0: Two to
1: three. Wow. OK, I was thinking one, maybe two.
0: Okay, well, I'm not far off from what you I, just yeah. said. I mean,
1: I'm, I'm not thinking it's going to be much of a difference, in all honesty. Yeah, Andy Dalton's not going to be throwing for 500 yards like Dak, but I think he's also going to be a little bit more disciplined running the offense and not make as many mistakes as Dak made because he was putting the ball on the ground. He wasn't afraid to throw into some danger, and yeah. that stuff hurts you early in games. I mean, everyone can praise his incredible 450-yard game in a 15-point loss trying to throw him back well, into it, right. but the thing is if you manage the ball better early on you go get some points early you don't fumble you don't make bonehead plays you don't get sacked for big losses and bad situations you're not going to be down 28 points going into the second half like they have been
0: yeah there's there's a few things with them first off tyron smith looking like he might be out for the year so they'd be without their two starting tackles with smith and lyle collins That's just tough to come back from Um, Dalton. I definitely think the offense will look a little more vanilla with him. Hopefully the fumbles between, you know, Dak and Zeke that were happening will, you know, come to a cease here, but, I mean, we'll see. One thing I did notice down the stretch, the game script you know, kind of forced this, but Dalton was throwing the ball to Michael Gallup, and that connection really wasn't there with Dak unless they absolutely needed to move the ball down the field. So I'm looking to see what kind of rapport those guys have. And I, I, I don't know, man. I think they can still win the NFC East. Whenever the injury happened, I oh
1: yeah, The NFC East is still wide open. <laughs> I mean,
0: it really is. Washington could still win the division. No, absolutely not. That
1: At is... this point, no telling.
0: Yeah, no. Telling. We'll see. But, the the right. injury sucks.
1: It, it does suck, and really do feel for Dak because he's a good guy, and like you really have to respect the message that he's been sending out this season.
0: But yeah, been through. Uh, a I lot. mean,
1: that division is still wide open. So it is what it is at this point. Uh, What have you got for your next bet here?
0: Okay. My next pick, I'm going to bet against the Browns again, and I'm going to go one and a half units. My first two picks here, one and a half units on the Steelers minus three and a half at home against the Cleveland Browns. I like that. I think the Steelers are a lot like this Colts team. One of the better defenses in the league. Great run defense. That's going to put Baker in bad spots. And the one thing the Browns aren't going to have here that the Colts did have was Phillip Rivers throwing the ball to the wrong team. And Big Ben's going to take care of the ball here. He's got all these weapons. Claypool coming on strong. I really like Pittsburgh to show out. Finally put the league on notice. Hey, we're legit because I really don't think they have, despite a four and zero record to start the season. So I'm yeah,
1: I agree. I definitely agree on that.
0: Yeah, I'm hopping on the Steelers here, and one t- there's a tweet I want to share with you from Charles Clifford. All right, the Browns won that game thirty-two to twenty-three last week, mm-hmm. but, but here's here's the tidbit: the Colts gave up nineteen passing yards and zero touchdowns in the second half, and still lost by two scores. That is all on Phillip Rivers.
1: 100%. I mean, that's the classic Phil Rivers make sure we lose the game effort in the second half, but I mean, that's on the Colts for signing him, and yes, that is a scary stat for the Browns, but to a degree, when you're up by so much, you're game managing, you're chewing clock, Right. I mean, there's no point to throw the ball sometimes when you have a big lead late in games and are playing a dominant defense like that because a pick six can change <laughs> everything incredibly fast as we know from phil rivers who throws a lot of pick sixes but one thing i wanted to ask you here the browns have four to one odds to make the super bowl what do you make of that four to one four to one is what
0: i saw yesterday can i short this (laughs) how do i how do i get the opposite into that take the field i don't know or take the
1: field in that conference i guess i have no idea that
0: makes no sense
1: yeah that blew my mind blew my mind but had to throw that out um on on to my next bet though we got the money line parlay back hit last week we're two and two on the season we're throwing the chiefs minus 190 dolphins minus 420 cardinals minus 130 and pats minus 440 it is 15 dollars to win 47 plus 311 on that on the odds.
0: You got plus 311 odds with the
1: Chiefs. Dolphins, Cardinals, and Pats. The yeah. Chiefs and the Cardinals are really where I'm getting most the of the value.
0: Cardinals, definitely. Okay. All right. I think, I mean, the Cardinals scare me. I think Dallas could win. You call me a homer.
1: They, they, I mean, they could. Yeah, that's the team I'm most worried about in there, for sure.
0: Dolphins. I don't have a pick on, but it's that's the Jets. A, that's a nine and a half point spread right now. I'm gonna have to tease that. I'm yeah. gonna have to tease that. Um, and then the last one was Patriots over Denver. Patriots over Denver. All right. Cam's with, playing, so yeah. that's a lock. With Cam back, I'm I'm liking that. Okay. Very right. good. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. What have we got next for you? All right. My third and final pick. I smacked the parlay last week. Naturally, got to go back to it. So I got a four-leg Moneyline parlay. All right. Plus 360 odds. Wow, that's very similar to the parlay I just gave out. Yeah, it up. whoa. I'm going Lions at Jacksonville. All right. Coming off the bye, Matt Stafford's going to get a dub. The Jags suck.
1: I, like, yeah, I was looking at that game and wanted suck. to go Detroit, but I'm not going to bet on Matt Patricia. I just won't That's do
0: fine. It. I respect that decision. Um, I'm going Ravens over the Eagles. That Ravens defense is going to ball against Carson Wentz.
1: That game, I think that's a trap game, maybe. I stayed away. Yeah. but
0: I thought about going I, I, long shot parlay, but then I was like, the Ravens don't lose to anyone in the regular season. That right. I
1: was thinking like maybe I do throw the Eagles in a parlay or something and then step back and I was like, you know, don't it overthink was a playoff you. game. Maybe. I'm just... Not gonna, The Ravens probably aren't going to lose that game,
0: right? But yeah. I got a weird gut feeling the Eagles keep it close. I'm with you on that. Just, just don't overthink it though. And then Packers over the Bucks.
1: Uh, you really liking that? Yeah, you're really liking I, that. I
0: debated on including them in there, but I went with it. And then I'm going Chiefs minus one ninety five at the Bills. I got slightly different odds than you, but I think in this spot. Monday night or should I say Monday afternoon, four PM yeah. Central Time kickoff. Yeah, that
1: sucks. What do how do I mean, do you get out of work early? Like do you just go in early that uh, day and get your nine hours and yeah, I I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I guess I can just pull it up on one of my monitors at work and yeah, or the, no the one important there after four o'clock anyway. So yeah, turn the phone on its side if you have to. Maybe just pull up the broadcast on my phone and throw some headphones in and listen to it, worst case.
0: Yeah, but let's talk about that game a little bit since we haven't. Yep. The Bills put up a dud against the Titans. Um, Warren Sharp was attributing that to you know changing their game plan midweek. They thought they were going to play the Chiefs, thought they were going to play the Titans, didn't know what the hell was going on, didn't know who to prepare for. Yeah. You know, maybe that makes a little bit of a sense. And then the Chiefs over here coming off a loss, I think they're going to come out and do... T- due to the bills, what they did to the Ravens straight up.
1: I completely agree. They're going to come out pissed off that they lost that division game. And I'm just going to throw it in there right now. We can keep talking about it. I've got 20 on the chiefs minus three and a half. I thought about putting like five units on it. I think they're going to steamroll the bills. I mean, absolutely steamroll them. So I got two units on them covering. I think Kansas city comes out and puts up, 42 points, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win by three scores.
0: Okay. That's that's very cool to hear. Um, my other <laughs> thought, if it's not like the Ravens game, this could be the 50-something to 50-something Chiefs-Rams Monday Night Football game we saw a few years ago because Stephon yeah. Diggs against Bashad Breeland, that's going to be a good matchup to watch and the way Diggs has been playing. I think they're gonna be able to move the ball on this Chiefs defense. They don't yeah, have
1: I agree. I haven't seen enough from the Chiefs defense yet to feel great about them, but I still like the Chiefs offense way more than I like the Bills offense. And Josh Allen's edgy edgy play and risky. Is decisions Phillip Riversness caught up with them a little bit yeah the same thing is he's a little bit more electric than phil though because phil's arm modern. is the weakest in the nfl Said modern and josh allen, okay I, yeah i suppose i think more of like a skinny big ben with josh allen
0: okay i like that too but yeah all right i'll run We're back through on it the same page there yeah yeah what do we got lions ravens packers chiefs plus 360 let's get it
1: All right. You got anything else or is that all? That's it. All right. That's all I've got too. I was thinking about sprinkling in the Texans over the Titans, but I'm staying away.
0: I was thinking about that too, but we
1: we might come back to that later in the week,
0: but for now
1: we will leave it off our bankroll. Um, I'm going to run through all mine again, really quick. We got a $15 Six point tease with two teams Bears plus 7.5 under 51, and then we've got another tease 20 on it, but it's a seven point tease and it is under 61 and a half Packers and Bucks, Dolphins minus two and a half versus Jets, Cardinals plus five versus the Cowboys, and then Chiefs plus three and a half versus Buffalo. And then we've got the money line parlay 15 to 147, Chiefs, Dolphins, Cardinals, Patriots. And then we've got 20 on the Chiefs covering the spread. That was a lot. You might have to rewind that a time or two, but there you go. We'll, we'll tweet these out also. So before okay. kickoff, check Twitter. You can catch what we're on.
0: There you go. All right, my three picks. One and a half units, Packers minus two at the Bucks, One and a half units, Steelers minus three and a half, home against the Browns. And then a four-leg money line parlay plus 360 odds one unit lions money line ravens packers and chiefs lock them in let's win some money
1: let's do it all right i think it's time for some nba am i right let's get it come on all right so let's start with the lakers they're coming off a title What's next for them? Do they just run it back, try and bring everyone back? They've got a lot of guys on expiring deals. What's the move here? What do you see in the future for them?
0: Yeah, so I think they're going to be right back in the title mix next season again. 100% credit to them. LeBron was awesome. Deserved the finals MVP. The, the speech yeah, is they're corny for sure as hell.
1: I didn't even listen to you it. You one. My respect.
0: Oh, that, that sucked. But I think we can go into a broader conversation about what the next stretch of LeBron's career is going to look like because I think it's going to change. I think he's going to turn into a Jason Kidd, Magic Johnson type. He's going to defer more offensively. He's going to look to... I agree. He's going to try to catch up in the career assist record.
1: Yes, we're going to see his points go down and his assists go up every year from here on out.
0: Right. I think he's going to be a supercharged version of Ben Simmons for the Lakers a few years in a row here. AD is going to be putting up 30 next season. LeBron's going to be doing 24, maybe 11, 12 assists again, eight boards. It's going to be something like that. And I want to be surprised if KCP opts back in. I mean, why wouldn't he? Dwight, JaVale, we'll see what happens there. I know Aaron Baines is a free agent, and I think someone who can stretch the floor a little bit at center and defend would be a great pickup for them.
1: Yeah, you can play him with AD. You can play him when AD's not out there. I think that would be a really good pickup. Mm -hmm. Uh, One big move I think they could make, I've already seen a lot of rumblings about this on Twitter, they could package Kuzma and Danny Green and try to get a solid player back. I don't really know who they would go after, but I've seen a lot of people thinking that that's going to be a package they try to send out.
0: Who do you think would be interested in that pairing? Um,
1: I could see it would have the Nuggets I could see the Nuggets doing it in a sign and trade for Jeremy Grant maybe. I know that would probably eat up some of the I, cap space they don't really want, but maybe they do it after free agency. They sign their guys and then they do the sign and trade so they can afford it and just go into the luxury tax maybe or go over the cap a little bit and just eat the extra money.
0: I think they'd rather have Jeremy Grant because I think he's better than Kuzma right now, to be frank, and Danny Green. What is he that Gary Harris isn't? You know, That's
1: fair. That's fair. <laughs>
0: I mean, I think that would be smart for them to move off Danny Green's 15 mil. He was terrible in the playoffs. He came up big yeah. in game six. He hit some of those threes. But yeah, I think they could use another quality guard. I mean, every Bradley will be back next year. He wasn't in the bubble at all. Um, I think they should bring Rondo back. So I heard Dudley on Bill Simmons talking about how smart Rondo is. Things he points out on film. You guys saw Kuzma tweet the selfie with him. Yep. They're not letting
1: Rondo go. He's coming back. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, he he earned it this year. Two I mean, Rondo and LeBron on the same team. That's some brains that few teams can match up with.
1: No, I completely agree. Completely agree. And to be honest, there's no bad move here for the Lakers. You're bringing LeBron and AD back. However you want to build around them. I mean, we saw the meme team around them get it done this year. So I think they're in a good spot for the next few years, at least. Uh, are there any other teams that really are catching your eye? Like the biggest team I want to look out for them and see what they do this off season?
0: Yeah, for me, it's two teams. one, Is because I'm intrigued by what they do this offseason. That's the Warriors. And the next team I'm intrigued by is the Nets. Okay. Let's
1: talk about the Warriors for a second because I think a Warriors Nets finals matchup is being predicted by a lot of people already.
0: I think it's stupid to predict anyone other than the Lakers to make the finals as long as LeBron James is on their team.
1: But but if the Warriors are healthy, man, I, I don't know.
0: That's fine, but.
1: I think I would take a healthy warriors over the Lakers right now.
0: I would have to see them
1: play and we got to see what the warriors do with their bench and with their draft pick. But I like what the warriors have right now on their roster.
0: I do too. But who do they have to defend? Anthony Davis is the real question. And that's why I'm so intrigued by them with the second overall pick. Let's look at the centers in the draft or let's call them bigs because we're modern Wiseman. O'Kongwu, neither one of them. I mean, them, those
1: are the only one in contention with the second pick.
0: Yeah, exactly. And neither one of them is going to be able to defend Anthony Davis, in my opinion. I I don't know if you want to try to put Draymond on him, but then who's I mean, you, guarding you could LeBron? For
1: stretches of the game for sure, but that's not what you want for thirty plus minutes yeah, for who's,
0: sure. Who's guarding LeBron? I think they need size. They need legitimate size because. That's one thing the Lakers had against the Heat The the Heat really could have used. They were bodying them on the boards, getting easy buckets around the rim, playing awesome defense around the mm, rim as well. Right, I have
1: an idea. I have an idea here. So Denver has some cap space. You could potentially Whole send... Is
0: not guarding no,
1: AD. No, he's not guarding AD. I'm not talking about him. I'm thinking that you send Draymond to Denver and from Denver, you get back Jeremy Grant, okay? There is your LeBron stopper, and then you have some cap space freed up. You've got seven, eight mil that's in excess of what you're going to get in that deal, plus what you already had going into the summer, so that leaves them with, I mean, 20-ish mil, if not more, to do something with. We'll see what the cap looks like, but they could go get two role-playing bigs like an Aaron Baines and maybe a Derek Favors in free agency and do I want to brag about them guarding AD no but I think they (laughs) could do the job well enough that you have a chance to win because I mean what Miami threw Kelly Olenek out there to guard him and got a game so it's doable but what I want to rely on what they've got right now no definitely not
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think a more likely thing for them to do would be to trade the number two pick for a big. Who is that? I have no idea at this point in time. Maybe, (laughs) I was about to say, like Wendell Carter.
1: Would they trade for... What if you threw the number two pick and Draymond for Rudy Gobert? Oh...
0: Because think about it. You
1: just have Gobert in there to that's get rebounds and play defense. You think that's too much?
0: I just don't. As much as I'm sitting here talking about a big and defense, I don't want Rudy Gobert. I saw his brick hands in the playoffs. So We've we had this conversation who, so many times about you we can't have, play but him.
1: Who else... Are you going to throw at him? You know, like you have to almost prioritize. Let's get a big that can stop AD or let's get a big that's going to stretch the floor and open the offense up more. And it's just kind of give and take because I think against every other team except the Lakers, you want that stretch big and maybe against the Lakers, you don't. Hmm. It's tough. I mean, there's a lot of time to figure it out still. We've got a month till the draft and it's rumored that the window for trades is going to be open before the draft. Everything's super out of whack right now with the offseason being so messed up. Right. But Hopefully in the next week or so, we're going to start seeing trades be allowed. And I think even if they're not technically allowed yet, we're going to start seeing some stuff agreed upon in principle and being leaked like you always do with so-and-so's going to this team for roughly so much money days before actual free agency starts.
0: Hmm. Well, let's talk about the way-too-early odds while we're talking about the Warriors in here. Okay. You think they can contend with the Lakers?
1: Yeah, I, that's probably who I'd put my money on right now, Warriors or Nets.
0: I would probably take the Warriors over anyone other than the Lakers, if I was betting. But okay. Lakers are plus 350. Clippers are plus 400. We're staying off that now. They Yeah, we're done with the Clippers. We're done with the Clippers. They're <laughs> dead to me. They had a lot of work to do with that roster. Yeah, they have a lot of work to do. I would I just love that. We talked about the Thunder so much that Harrell... And Lou Will are the two guys everyone's like, we got to get them off of this roster. They can't play in the playoffs. Regular
1: season players.
0: They really are. We'll leave it at that. Bucks plus 650. And then you got... The that C- makes me want to throw up. Yeah. You got the Celtics and Warriors 12 to 1.
1: Warriors are 12 to 1? Yes that's worth 100 bucks on it before the season. Granted, that's going to change
0: a lot over the next couple weeks, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But
1: you might want to go lock that in right now if you
0: can. <laughs> and then we got Nets, Heat, 14-1. to 1. And then you got... The Nets
1: and Heat are 14 to... Who made these
0: odds? I don't know, man. This is Vegas Insiders. I would give website. the Clippers
1: worse odds than the Warriors and the Nets.
0: Oh, 100%. I would too.
1: Wow. Okay, well, do mm, you want to touch on the Nets for a minute?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Okay, so you've obviously got KD and Kyrie coming back. You've got, potentially off the bench, Dinwiddie and LaVert. And I don't know how they're going to make that starting lineup work. I don't know if one or both of them are maybe going to be in there but this appears to be the team with the most offensive firepower in the league. Just stepping back and looking at it right now from a totally unbiased perspective, combined with the fact that you got Steve Nash in there to coach them, who is one of the best offensive minds to ever play the game, this team's going to be scoring 120 plus a game, right? Plus you got Jared Jared Allen in there locking down the paint. I mean, I see no weakness in this team.
0: Yeah, um, wing defense... Or, yeah, I I don't know.
1: I mean, you have KD there. Joe Harris is a free agent, (laughs) but you could bring him back. He can guard most twos. I think you're going to be in pretty good shape. Levert and Dinwiddie aren't bad defenders. They're definitely more offensive-minded players, but I don't think they're going to be guys that are getting exposed in the playoffs or anything.
0: Yeah, I think KD and Jarrett Allen, two excellent defensive players. You got DJ off the bench as well. Oh, man, I don't know. They they need a someone who can defend point guards, and I don't know who that is at this point in time cuz Kyrie will yeah. be on the floor, Crownshine for sure. There's
1: Joe Harris isn't fast enough to defend most ones.
0: Yeah, and if Harris is back, I mean, the big question for them is what do you do with Dinwiddie and Harris? And Yeah i have also got
1: Torian Prince. Don't forget about him. He's a
0: damn good wing defender. Yeah, and he opted out of the bubble. So, yep. No, they're they're gonna be so fun to watch. I mean, they're gonna be probably top of my league pass rankings to start the year. Gotta be. Are you over your KD hate? I think the league is much better when KD is healthy, and
1: that's for sure. That's no argument. No amount of pettiness could make me argue otherwise, and. I hate the Nets. I mean, I probably my two least favorite players in the league right now are KD and Kyrie. But the thing is, my guy Steve is there. I mean, I'm looking at all of my pictures of him right now as I say this, and I don't think I could ever root against him. So I'm not going to jump on the Nets bandwagon and be like I was with the Clippers for them this year. Kind of as a side team, not yet at least, but yeah, I'm indifferent. I'm not going to root against them like I would be if they had a different coach.
0: Hmm. Well, I don't think they're gonna win this year. We've seen it time and time again when these super teams are built. It takes I mean, the time. The Lakers did it this year. <laughs> yeah, but I would put AD in a category above Kyrie Irving. With with I would what put he can KD in a category
1: above LeBron right now.
0: <laughs> Shut up! I'm not kidding. How could you do that? The guy just is coming off an Achilles injury, and the other guy just okay. Won the if finals. he's healthy, if if he is fully healthy,
1: I think Kevin Durant is a better basketball player than LeBron James right now. Not not five years ago. That's different. Right now, KD mm. is better if healthy. We don't have to get into that. We will let the play speak for itself as next season gets underway in the next couple months. Right. Um. Yeah, the Nets are intriguing. I think the Warriors really are, too. And there's a lot of teams that you step back and you look at them and it's like, yeah, they could probably crawl into the playoffs as the seven or eight seed or they could go all the way. I really have no idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just excited for the casual fan to figure out how good Jared Allen is. And I I will take it to the grave. The DeAndre Jordan contract was stupid.
1: It was only to get Katie and Kyrie there. They played on Team USA with there's their, their no buddies. There's just no way they wanted him there.
0: There's no way that was a contingency to getting that deal done. I bet you it was. That would be the stupidest
1: crap ever. Would you not give DeAndre Jordan that deal a fitment for sure? Getting Katie and Kyrie.
0: I would, but I want my stars to realize that paying DeAndre Jordan ten million dollars a year for the next three seasons he already made 10 this last year it's not gonna help put them over the top
1: Uh, I mean that's fair but also you got to keep in mind if the cap does make the jump that it's expected to Mm. before coronavirus and everything 10 mil is like 5 mil now you know after two three more seasons the cap was supposed to be close to 200 mil and at that point it's like the scrubs are getting 10 mil a piece. So I don't think they would make that deal again, if they knew what the salary cap was going to be looking like this summer. But at the end of the day, you got KD, you got Kyrie, you got Dinwiddie, you got Levert, you have Jared Allen. I mean, you're fine. You can go win a championship with that.
0: (laughs) Uh, they're going to be fun. Um, what else are you looking to see this offseason? Are, are there any other teams you're intrigued by? Yeah, Question there's marks. a few
1: teams that really intrigue me. And a lot of it comes down to kind of anticipating what they're going to do this offseason. Right. And as crazy as it sounds, one team that I'm really looking at with a lot of intrigue is the New York Knicks, because they're going to try and do something. And they've got different management now. Everyone thinks it's going to be better. And I. I am really curious to see if they make a competent move or two this offseason. And one move that has just vaguely been floated out there, I've seen just enough of it that it's got me intrigued. What if the Knicks go and trade a good amount of assets for PG and they let PG be one of their guys, their main guys? Because think about it. You put him in New York. He has nothing to lose, all right? They're expected to be bad. He's not talking up a storm about how they're going to win a finals. He's playing kind of like he was in Indiana, nothing to lose. Everyone expects you to get beat out.
0: You've so seen this floated? I have seen that, yeah. From a reliable source because I don't see him re-signing there.
1: No, I mean, it's not like someone is giving the scoop rumors PG's going to get traded to the Knicks. It's just like a wild theory or two or someone that I at least think is semi-credible saying like, hey, what if the Knicks went after PG? And you got to think about it because it does make some sense for them. I know PG is not the most desirable star to go play with at this point, but if you put him on the Knicks and, I mean, with what else they have, PG could put up 38-8 and with them. And that that sounds like a lot, but think about it. The guy's going to have the ball in his hands 80% of the time he's on the court. And if that happens... Maybe also get Chris Paul somehow and you go 500, maybe a little bit better, maybe even sneak in as the eight seed. Then next free agency, (laughs) hey, we're 500. We've got a star in PG. I'm just saying, I think this might be the best move for the Knicks right now is to trade for PG
0: why what about that makes sense for the clippers and how could they trade for paul and chris paul? i mean they have
1: they have a lot of draft picks they have a lot of young guys on the roster i mean look at what the clippers gave up for paul george the knicks definitely have that much future assets laying around if they wanted to dump it well, all out why would the clippers do now. that
0: how are they getting better
1: maybe make it a three-team trade yeah maybe be. free up cap space for them Maybe they just want to get rid of PG and completely regret bringing him in. I don't know. Maybe they're going to move Lou Williams and somebody else and get some other players back that complement Kawhi better and figure let's just cut our losses with PG before we go through another shit year and can't get hardly anything for him.
0: I don't know. The Knicks will probably sign Harold because they need another power forward.
1: <laughs> I think they will sign Harold, but I mean, you really <laughs> look at New York. They've got a hundred mil on the books if they were to accept all of the team options they have. But one of them is Bobby Portis at sixteen million. That's, That's getting terrible. declined. Another one is Taj Gibson at ten and a half mil. That's going to get declined. Another one is Wayne Ellington, a little over eight million. You That's probably, getting declined. I don't know.
0: You might keep that for the shooting.
1: Maybe so, but if you decline all of those, you are now sitting. At like 65 million with money on the books. I mean, that is at least one max slot open. You could tell the Clippers, hey, we'll just give you like three or four picks and take PG, no players involved. Or you could throw back Mitchell Robinson they have and have to give him three first back. round picks.
0: Hmm. I mean, they don't have to. The Mitchell Knicks Robinson. Take
1: on his salary.
0: Best trade assets the Knicks have, man.
1: It probably is. It realistically is. I mean, you could throw Robinson and Kevin Knox to the Clippers. I don't know if they'd even want Knox, but just as something. And then all of a sudden you've only got you take PG's contract, you've only got like ninety mil in the books, ninety five.
0: I'll trade you could Chris still go get another player. I'll trade Chris Paul to the Knicks as long as I get Mitchell Robinson back. One hundred percent. Um uh. Yeah, I don't wow. know. Man.
1: The Knicks are a dumpster fire, but I genuinely see Paul George as the most fitting big name player to go after right now. More sense than Chris Paul, unless they think they're just going to lure in free agents by having an old Chris Paul there next year.
0: Hmm. Well, it seems like PG has that. I don't know, like he can crumble a little bit with the pressure, with the conversation yeah. on him. And let me tell you, L.A. media and living in L.A. is a bit different than New York, where there's stars everywhere in L.A., whereas New York, you got rabbit fans everywhere. Yes, but if you finally win some games, hell. man,
1: I I think it could not be better because the Knicks can't get worse. If they start winning some games, Knicks fans are going to embrace him. I mean, they are so hungry to be competent, at least True. in basketball. I think they'd be satisfied with you know, winning 45 games with PG putting up 38 and seven or something like that a game.
0: Mm. Well, 30, that's comma, eight comma seven. That's interesting. I'm going to move the conversation off of the New York. Knicks. All right. Where um, are we going next?
1: Because there's a lot of other teams that are intriguing.
0: Yeah. So I think the biggest question marks are the 76ers and the Rockets. Yes, we got, I also
1: have them on my short list of teams we got to mention.
0: Yeah, we got Doc going to Philly. We got Van Jeff Van Gundy rumored uh, to the Rockets, as well as Ty Lue.
1: Jeff Van Gundy would be wild. That'd be I mean, he's a coach card. since the nineties, right? The Knicks in the nineties, I think.
0: Don't ask me; I don't have that written down. Um, but yeah, that'd be really interesting. I'm I'm more intrigued by if they make any huge moves this offseason because I think we both we both agree the rosters aren't good enough they don't mesh well enough together for these teams to get over the top so those are two I'm circling and then kind of on a different page the Wizards the Nuggets and the Bulls okay three teams I'm kind of circling as well John Wall's gonna be back for the Wizards Bradley Beale just came off this 30 point season where he didn't make an all star team or all NBA team. And I kind of want to see what they do here. I like I like some of the young talent there. I'm not saying they're gonna be a really good team or anything, but you know, the East will be a little bit stronger. The Bulls, that new regime. We've talked about them a little bit. I think they got a lot of talent. They're going to use this long offseason to really develop some of these guys, and I think they're going to come out and surprise some people with how competitive they are. And then lastly, I can see it. the Nuggets. I mean, just because we saw what they did in this little playoff run. I th- All the potential in the world. Right. Millsap's $30 million off the books. They'll so probably bring back Jeremy Grant, depending on what I don't know, know he if wants. they will,
1: man. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna get a big offer from someone, I think. Yeah, and I don't know if they're gonna want to match that.
0: But they they definitely have a chance to really get good in a hurry. Those those stars Absolutely. are so young, so that's kind of my short list. And then the Thunder, but we beat that to a pulp. <laughs> right.
1: We don't need to talk about the Thunder. We have touched on that enough. Um, going back to the Seventy Sixers and the Rockets here, really quick. Do you see one or both of those teams? making a big blockbuster trade and let's you know we'll say Tobias Harris and Al Horford we can count that as like a a blockbuster kind of if you want to call it that but do do you see either of those teams making a big move or both of them
0: I think the Sixers are more likely to make a big trade than the Rockets
1: you think the Rockets are going to run it back with Westbrook and Harden
0: yeah I do wow I just don't see I just don't see what they could trade those guys for. They are, they're they're both on mega deals. Yeah. It's hard to envision landing spots. I think you could get a lot for
1: Harden, but I don't think Houston's going to do that. I mean, that's their whole team, the face of their franchise. I don't see that happening what yet. About I think that... we're a couple years away from that point. What about
0: that Harden to Philly trade? Do we talk about that on here? No. So what would... Houston be getting back would they be
1: getting Ben Simmons or would they be getting Embiid I... I mean kind of take your pick I guess
0: wow I mean neither one of those guys fits what Daryl Morey wants to do <laughs> They're analytical nightmares. neither one can shoot
1: I don't I don't see that happening yeah I don't see it happening um 76ers, you think they're bringing back Embiid and Simmons?
0: I think they are. From everything I've heard, read, seen. Unfortunately, yes, I do. Yeah, I think Horford I do think will get traded.
1: Horford, I have a very strong feeling is going to the Kings for Buddy healed in some type of package, but we'll see if that actually happens. I know I've talked about that a lot. A few other teams that I want to make sure I mention here before we bring it to a close. So the Mavs have been picking up a lot of steam on the Giannis front, and a lot of people seem pretty confident that they're going to make a rather large offer for him in the next few weeks or sometime around the draft. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much validity do you give that?
0: I give it a 2. A 2? Two. Not even a big offer or anything? I No, they can't offer anything. They, Porzingis? Nope, not going to happen. I think they're going to be one of the top contenders to land him in free agency next year, Miami, Mm. Dallas. And there was one more. Oh, who was it? I feel like Chicago could have a chance.
1: They got to win some games first. I'm, I don't see I'm not him gonna wanting to Knicks. go to a failing franchise. No, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to want to ring. I mean, the guy's very competitive, very hungry. We've seen that. I don't think he's going to go make a super team by any means, but I could very well see him joining a decent roster and trying to take them over the top. But if you are a Mavs fan, do you even want Giannis? For Luca's sake, and just with how much Luca needs the ball in his hands, you would want Giannis.
0: Hell yeah, let's 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 get Giannis in the pick and roll with Luca. That's what I have said to every Mavs fan that doesn't want it. Yeah, throw some. You just keep the ball
1: in Luca's hands, and if it's bad enough, you just tell Giannis stay in the freaking paint. And if people start giving him the Ben Simmons treatment, then all of a sudden you just tell Giannis drive at him full head of steam Westbrook style. And when the defense collapses on you, just go kick it out to Luca or Hardaway or Porzingis or whoever the hell you got at that point.
0: Oh yeah. I'm going to use him kind of like Draymond probably. Yeah. Small ball five, get him in the short roll, dump it off to him, have him create. And then you have an anchor that you're not really getting with Porzingis. I mean, Porzingis is solid, but...
1: God, him and Porzingis out there together would complement each other really well. Giannis Just because Porzingis, Porzingis, Porzingis. struggles. Yeah, I think Porzingis kind of struggles on the defensive end, a little bit soft sometimes, but has unlimited range on offense whereas Giannis is very limited shooting the ball but is an absolute monster on the defensive (laughs) end
0: that'd be one element trio and they would be fun to watch play against LeBron and AD
1: dude they would be good they would be so good I just don't know if there'd be enough touches to go around to keep them all happy one of them would get about the touches
0: (sighs) I don't know I I guess he's
1: got all his illegitimate MVPs he could rack up already so I guess might as well go win. Yeah, but I could see one of them kind of getting Chris and getting their legacy and air is.
0: quotes hurt. I think it would be too, for sure. Hey, that'd be a triple Euro star connection.
1: Oh, Mark Cuban would love that, man. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, well, I have to talk about my sons. I want to see them do something, but at this point, I think it's going to kind of just be a play the long game, nothing crazy offseason, and then... Pelicans. Does Drew Holiday get moved? Hmm. I think he does. But I just don't, I don't know who know. would make them a convincing enough offer
0: to get it done. I think the Nuggets are a team that make a Nuggets lot of Nuggets would be great.
1: Him and Jamal Murray would be awesome. I think the 76ers would make a lot of sense, but he's I don't know there. what you can give back to the Pelicans. I know he's been there, but I just don't know what trade offer would make any sense for new orleans there
0: hmm, t stibel <laughs> they already got lonzo oh oh man i don't know yeah, i don't know i don't they're know definitely
1: they're not gonna want tobias yeah unless they do i don't i mean drew holiday's expiring soon so I think that the Pelicans do dump him off and try and get something back, even if it means giving Nikhil Alexander-Walker a whole lot more minutes this year.
0: You know, you've been talking about CJ McCollum being traded.
1: Oh, yeah? You think that could make sense?
0: DJ. That would give them a better defensive backcourt. You got uh, N-
1: yeah, but they're pretty similar players, though.
0: Oh, I I would like that just for
1: the change of scenery. But
0: James says Holiday's the best defender in the league. A lot, a lot of stars playing true. Holiday, I know he's good. Best on ball defender there is, and I think that would be.
1: I don't think he needs as many shots as CJ either. I think he's kind of more of a just run with the flow of the game. And if I get seven shots, I get seven shots. If I get seventeen, I get seventeen. Whereas CJ to really have a lot of value, I feel like he's got to kind of get it going at some point and decide, all right, I'm going to get my shots here. I'm going to get hot. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. There's a lot that's going to happen, man. We're going to have to do a full episode on potential trades and free agency signing soon because, I mean, we're at, what, the hour 20 mark right now, and we haven't even gotten that deep into it. Right. And with the draft coming up, I mean... There's a lot to talk about in the NBA. We're going to have to do two a week or something just to make sure we get our NFL coverage in and our NBA.
0: Yeah, I mean, but hey, with the season possibly not starting till February or March, that's what I heard. What? (laughs) Yeah.
1: What happened to Christmas being the target start time?
0: I think they want a vaccine or... Oh, push uh, it
1: back as long as you can to get fans in the stadiums. That makes sense. Yeah,
0: what's the word? It's not it's not a vaccine. It's like a therapeutic, something like that that can actually treat COVID, but it's not a full vaccine. Okay. Something like that. I think they Yeah, I'm not
1: a doctor. I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of the word. Right.
0: They want fans in the seats. They're not going to go out of their way to make a bubble again. The players won't do that again.
1: No, no one's going back into a bubble. As cool as it was, especially not for a full damn season. I'll tell you that. Hell
0: no. So we'll see. Uh,
1: Yeah, we will see. But at the end of the day, NFL and baseball made it work. So hopefully the NBA can get a plan together and make it happen. Although filling stadiums is going to be tough being indoors. But uh, I mean, forget COVID. We'll just pretend it's not even a thing and we're full steam ahead.
0: (laughs) There we go. That's some motto. All right.
1: Well, any final thoughts here? Any other teams that you want to touch on before we go? Cause I mean, there's a lot more we could get into,
0: but no, oh, man, I don't, I don't have anything. I really just kind of want to see some stuff unfold before we dive too much deeper into anything. And I'm ready for some football this weekend.
1: Me freaking too, man. Me too. All right. Well, Taylor bets. Y'all know the drill. We've been on fire. Lock them in. Uh, give us that review. Shout us out. Give us, uh, give us some likes on Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Give us all the love, daddy. All, all that stuff. All that stuff. All right. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. We're excited for NFL football and a whole lot of basketball news to come. Yes, sir. Let's go. Peace.